Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. I wonder who my competition is not going to be. I know it ain't going to be nobody up in here. They up in here. They up in here. Magnetic. F14. W. Organized campaign, I'm on my third route The album just dropped, I'm trying to get the word out Superhero theme music, Ron Sleek walking, snoring The less rails for what was recorded My first stop was Sway in the morning Was written by Heather B. Toto was a fan since the real world on MTV now I MC, five fingers of death, couldn't chin check me Not before I had to get balls right Rehearsing, was asked about my upbringing How long I've been working And Sway's hair rap, look bigger hand person Was rhyming like it was a wake up show Homie tough, I got raps for days Gotta say something for Tony Touch My phone is gone, sorry, I can't talk right now I'm busy, traveling, making my rounds I sat down next on the schedule Was static selector, show already, yo Hey everybody, welcome back to Yo TG Taps, I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. He is indeed that man. World's and biggest Sonic the Hedgehog fan. The world's biggest Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Well, Christian Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. This has already taken a weird turn. So, we've got stuff to talk about this week, like we have to talk about every week. Uh, some weeks less than others, but this week we do. We have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. First of all, uh, we have the modern band list announcement that came on Friday because it was supposed to be posted today, but some very, very naughty people who broke the NDA and posted... Uh, things about the changes on the Moto beta, uh, changes to the legality of certain cards, uh, leaked out prior to the announcement because they changed the legality on the beta before they changed the legality in the announcement, through the announcement, rather. Uh, So that was all over Reddit, and it led to a million people going, is my deck okay? What you know? So people were like all speculating and and worried about you know is this right? So wizards just had to go, yup, it's right. Here is the change, you know. And so they made the announcement early. So uh, with that said, the announcement that was made uh, is that Summer Bloom is banned, and that Splinter Twin is banned. Just like I said. Well, one of the two is just like you said, Summer Bloom. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't ban anything else. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't ban like Amulet also, because what does it hurt to ban Amulet? You know what I mean? Like if they're really just trying to stop that one deck, because it seems as though that deck could just adopt Azusa and maybe still survive. They won't have as explosive of a turns. Or as explosive of turns as it did, but um, you know, it could. I don't even know. <laughs> wow. We are we are we are in we are in uh son bad sonic fan art overdrive in the show notes today. Uh Steven is just uh pulling out all the stops and I have to share this one. This one's too good. So it's it's Sonic talking to Shrek and it says Shirk please <laughs> Sonic says to Shrek Shirk please and Shrek says, I'm sorry, in the second panel. In the third panel, it says, but my time here. And in the fourth panel, it's just Sonic 
Sonic's Crying, tears. Tears welling in his eyes. But my time here is ogre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. That's really good. So anyway, uh, Summer Bloom, no surprise, right? Not surprised at all. Uh, Splinter Twin, on the other hand, you know, kind of surprised. Am I sad? Hell no. Hate that deck. Glad to see it go. Not going to miss it one bit. Um, I love the uh, range of posts about this subject. There are two. The the range is not very wide. There are two posts. One is, hey, they banned Splinter Twin. And the other one is, modern is the worst. Everything's ruined now. It's just going to be Tron Affinity. No, I bought the deck on Monday. I was halfway (laughs) done foiling it out on Wednesday. One card away at 11.52 p.m. And then they drop this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like basically like half the responses. <laughs> right. It was it was funny. I love these moments. Every you never know what non-issue is going to rile up the magic community from week to week. So anyway, this is uh, this is a big change to modern though because Splinter Twin was like a, a cornerstone of the format. You know, it's one of those things, like, from a personal standpoint, I'm glad it's gone. Because I hate <laughs> playing against the deck. I always have. I've always hated Splinter Twin. I hated it when it was in Standard. I just think it's the dumbest deck that can possibly be built and possibly be played. So I'm not going to miss it one bit. I'm, I'm happy to see it go. Um, I hope the door hits it on the ass on the way out. Um but, you know, speaking as a modern player, though, in general, I mean, it's, it's, it's a weird one, you know? Like, despite my personal feelings about it, it's kind of a weird one because it's, it wasn't unbeatable by any no. means. And, yeah, if you, if you built your deck to beat it, I mean, you could beat it. But I think that might be the problem right there in that statement, is that pretty much everyone had to build their decks to beat Splinter Twin. Oh, they had to have it in mind, I guess. Like You know, like... I mean, sadly, Modern is kind of like a format of sideboard cards. Yeah. And I didn't really feel Splinter Twin was over... I don't know. It didn't feel like a like an oppressive deck in terms of like the, the format. But... I think it warped the format, though. A little bit. I think a lot. I mean, because it, it had been around for so long. I mean... You know, Ryan just kept saying, I have no idea what to do with these four rending volleys now. You know what I mean? Because, like, <laughs> you pretty much had to run, like, four rending volleys in your sideboard. Um, and so, I mean, that's, it, it was just one of those things, like, I don't know. I, I never felt like – I never felt so bad about the deck in Modern as I did, like, when it was in Standard. Like, when it was in Standard, I was, like, really salty about it. I really hated the deck. Uh, I couldn't believe that it was allowed to exist in Standard. (laughs) And it made me angry. But in Modern, it was just another one of the really good, really powerful decks. You know? I mean, I played... I've played Fish against it, and I didn't feel terrible. And I played Burn against it... Fish has way like a ton of game against that. It's got counter spells plus bounce spells. I mean, yeah, and I played and I played, um, you know, I played burn against it plenty of times, mm-hmm. and like I can't, I don't know what my overall win loss is against it, but never felt like, oh, I'm so out of this matchup. You know what I mean? Like this, I like I'm sitting like I'm sitting down. I, I you know, I get nervous when yeah. I get it when I know what's coming because. The deck is really tough, but like, it was never one of those things where I was like, "Oh, this deck like keeps my deck from being good. It has to go." You know, the format isn't diverse because this deck is just everywhere. It, it never really felt like that. But at the same time, you know, the deck had had a good run. Yeah, and, and it had it had a long run. It had a longer run than I expected it to. Uh, so, you know, 
cool. Like I like I've said it before. I like bands as a way to shake up the format. I like bands as a way to you know keep people innovating and to keep people doing different things. You know, and I so, mean that was the primary motivation behind the Splinter Twin band because they were just afraid that Splinter Twin it's a consistent deck. It has game versus a lot of decks, not all decks. I mean, it's I think it's pretty bad. It was bad versus Amulet. It was uh, bad versus Jund, and it seemed like it was becoming kind of the default deck for pros to pick up. Right, and, and if they're going to have a pro, pro tour, yeah, yeah. So the pro tour on the corner, they didn't want people to just. And I do think overall, if you like looked at all the modern GPs, if I had to guess, I would say Splinter Twins won out of like all the decks. It's one of the most GPs, I would say. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, it's gone. You know, no amount of complaining or whining is going to bring it back. It's gone. Play Shaking Affinity. Up. Play. Play your get your uh, Scape Shifts on. Scape Shifts shot up in price. I I bet. Yeah. It's it's way better now. Yeah. So, you know, so, so it changes the format up, and I like it. I like it. I like, I like change like this. I like forced, mandatory change. It's not a bad thing. Uh, the Summer Bloom, like I said, never played against that deck, so I don't really, you know. That's a deck you could feel helpless against. Yeah, and I don't really see, just because I don't have the experience against it, but I hate decks like that. So, cool. Glad about that one, too, you know. Uh then everyone playing that deck saw that coming, though, so that wasn't even like a surprise. The Splinter Twin was a bit of a surprise for people, but nobody was surprised by that ban. So, so those cards are out, and the Cloud of Fairies is banned in Pauper, like anyone cares. Anyway, that was the big announcement of the week. Uh, did you want to say anything else on that subject, or are we good? Uh, Prophet of Krufix got banned in Commander. That is true. Uh, they they banned Prophet of Krufix. Uh, they adopted the Vancouver Mulligan in Commander. And then the most interesting thing is that they took away um, the uh, mana restriction. So um, now if you have, like, a Chromatic Lantern, for instance, mm-hmm. and you're playing a red-white Commander, right? you can now tap your lands for blue and green and black. And it won't just produce colorless. So you can Praetor's... Was it Praetor's Grasp? Isn't that the one that searches your opponent's library for a card and exiles it and then you can cast it? Isn't that the oh, way that I, I guess. I don't so, know. So, so anyway, now you can um, you know steal things from your opponents and even if they're not in your commander's colors, you can uh, cast them. So that mana restriction was lifted. So that's an interesting change. Not that I care about Commander, but I do know about those changes, and they are worth mentioning because there are probably people, uh, probably less and less, <laughs> as the shows go on and people realize how little we talk about Commander. But I'm sure we have Commander players that listen to the show, and I'm sure they'd like to know about those changes if they haven't heard about them yet. So yeah, so a couple changes that are fairly significant in Commander, I'd say. Um... I hate Partial Paris Mulligan. Partial Paris Mulligan is one of the reasons why, like one of the fundamental reasons why I won't play Commander. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, and I've played It's Commander. where you can, like, where you have a seven, mm-hmm. and then you can, like, keep three cards and then mulligan and draw four cards or three cards or something. You know what I mean? So basically, like, basically like, oh, like the, Hearthstone. Yes, exactly like Hearthstone. Right. But it, with, with, with seven, it really does, I don't know, I hated it. I kind of like that, actually. Well, anyway, whatever. It's I think not... that'd be a good way to combat uh, Mana Flood slash Screw. Well, uh, they think that the Vancouver does a good job at that, too. And I think so, too. But anyway, I don't want to talk about that. Please I don't. I want to talk about the pre-release. Because the pre-release happened this weekend. And it was awesome. So Modern discussion is ogre. Oh, that's right. <laughs> So, uh, Steven and I teamed up uh, for the two-headed giant on Sunday, and uh, we had a pretty decent showing. Uh, we went three and one. We beat Parker May, who uh, said that was his first ever uh, sanctioned loss in two-headed giant. So, awesome. <laughs> That's good. Kind of stole that one. 
We did. We literally stole that one. Yeah. Uh, that was really great. Uh, but anyway, let's first let's let's we're, we're skipping ahead. Let's kind of back up and just talk about the decks we built. So uh, we, we were we were building our decks. You kind of had an idea of what you wanted to do from the beginning, right? Sure. Uh, I was just looking at our rares, although I know you don't like that method. And oh no, it's it's <laughs> it's it's okay to look at your rares. You know. It's okay. It's not. It's not the default for me. But I mean, you 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 tend to run them, especially in sealed. You run them a little more than you would anywhere else. Yeah, and so it looked like we had a pretty decent uh, black white allies deck. Since yeah, I think like four of our rares were black or white allies. Um, so we had the the. I mean, the biggest bomb was probably Munda's Vanguard. The ally with cohort that uh, you can put a plus one plus one counter on all your creatures with cohort. Yeah, man, we didn't even <laughs> use that thing that much, but it was amazing yeah, when we did. Like, yeah, that you, you you could have that thing uh, active for like two turns, and you just take over the game basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, a lot of those cohort spells were like that. Yeah, uh, that that seems to be the theme with the the allies, where they kind of like a lot of them help you clog up the board, and then. You just get this incremental advantage with cohort turn after turn to eventually like give you an overwhelming advantage, which is different than how the the allies worked in Battle for Zendikar, which was right. kind of like you just more cast aggressive. Them. Yeah, you cast them, you get an effect, you swing, and uh, you kind of try to end the game um, with each each with each cre- additional creature you cast. This one, the creatures stay on the battlefield, and then they start to build up an incremental advantage until you become like they. It's just overwhelming. Uh, we also had Drawn's Chosen, which is the black rare that is kind of like the – oh, God. What was that vampire from – I can't even remember now. The flying vampire taps and adds a 2-2 flyer. Anyway, I can't Oh, remember. right, right. Bloodline Keeper. Yeah. It was Drawn's Chosen. So it's three and a black for a 2-2 cohort, cohort, and you tap it to make – you could cohort to put a 2-2 black zombie creature onto the battlefield, which was kind of insane. Is that a rare? That is a rare. I mean, that's oh, a really okay. good ability. Well, because uh, the one that draws you a card is an uncommon, right? That yeah, uh, that's Mal- weird. Because I thought it was the opposite. I actually thought the other one was a rare, and that one's the uncommon. But anyway, I mean, they're both really, uh, really good. Uh, yeah, Malachus they are. is the uncommon four and a black for a four four, which is already a good deal. Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> I kept, I kept looking at that thing, going, "Damn, it's a four four! Like, <laughs> I was like, that's good. <laughs> we can do yeah. stuff like that." Because all you want to do is be able to have a board presence so you can like block profitably, which a four four will do, so that you can leave that thing untapped and then end a turn just, you know, cohort and get whatever little advantage they give you. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like black white walls almost is like the it's what the allies feels like. Yeah, so we had the yeah, so we had the Soothsayer as well, which is an uh an uncommon and then a bunch of just removal spells. Um we had Oblivion Strike, uh, a couple Isolation Zones. God, just a bunch. Just like, it was just basically removal and black-white allies with really great cohort abilities, and that worked fine. Yeah, your, your deck was really, really cool. Now, what I started looking at, because we had a lot of devoid black and red creatures, we had a really aggressive, or what it looked like, a really aggressive uh, build of black-red uh, devoid. Uh, so I started looking at that, and we had three of the uh, two-one flyer. I don't have any of these cards out, unfortunately, so I don't <coughs> have the names handy. I guess I, let me get the box. I actually do have the pile of cards. Uh, that would be a really good card. We had, it was a, it's a one-two <coughs> flyer Does that gets two? plus one plus zero until end of turn whenever you cast a colorless spell, which actually isn't that bad if you can cast a colorless spell every single turn. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Is like there were some cards that you were looking at, and you, like you were just totally out on from the very beginning. But then I was like, "No, nah, man, this is a really good card." Sky Scour, mm-hmm. Sky Scourer. No, I think it's just Scour. No, it's Scour. Scourer. It's Scourer. 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 No, because okay, you to, the verb is to scour. Scour, S C O U R. Scour or scour? That's so lame. Scour. Okay, so, so it's not sky scour. It's sky scourer. Doesn't look like that. It only uh, looks like it has two syllables, but when you say it, it sounds like it has fifty. But anyway, uh, sky scourer 
is <laughs> one and a black. Uh, the one, two, to void flying. Whenever you cast a colorless spell, it gets plus one, plus oh until end of turn. We had three of those. And then we had three of the slaughter drone, which is the two, two, to void, uh, pay a colorless to give it death touch till end of turn for one and a black. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had the forerunner of slaughter. We had two flare drones. We had a lot of really aggressive cards um, in red and black. And I was looking at that as a deck. And then... <laughs> I'm we I had that deck built and you know taking cards away adding cards and just looking at it over and over again until about 15 minutes left in deck construction <laughs> and then we looked at that deck again and we went wait a minute this deck doesn't do anything does it like like this deck is like just actively bad like this is not going to do anything for us so uh completely changed my plan and just uh, I was like I was like what about this and I just grabbed like the best of the red, like, removal spells and creatures and just added green to it and started looking at a uh, at an aggro deck or at a green-red, basically, um, like a landfall kind of aggro. It was more mid-range, I'd say. Yeah, mid-range, mid-range, mid-range. And because um, it was green, you could, like, actually splash for, waste, like, waste. Right, we because we had uh, quite a few good things uh, for to um, to use our wastes for. Um, what did we have? We had um, we had deceiver form. We had deceiver form. We had the um, endbringer. Endbringer, yeah, that was the promo. That was really good, uh, and just a couple things like that. So we were able to uh, to build that deck. And I've got most of it here, actually. I, I just I pulled out the deck. So, like, we had a Mobilizer Eldrazi, Seared Lantern, Outnumber, two Goblin Freerunners, I think we kept both in. Yeah, we did. Um, Unnatural Aggression, uh, two Seed Guardians, uh, Tears of Alicut wound up going into the deck. And we cut that Stalker Drone. That's what we did. Tajuru Path Warden, I think two of. Yeah, two of those. Uh, natural connection. No, there were two unnatural aggressions. Scion summoner, uh, turn against uh, Tajuro Beastmaster, Boulder Sca- uh, Salvo, and Scour from Existence. In addition to the other cards that I mentioned, um, we had some other rares too. We had the Eldrazi Displacer, isn't? Didn't we? No, not Displacer. Yeah, the Eldrazi Obligator. Um, we did have that. Um, I don't think we ever cast it. <laughs> I don't think we did either. No, I don't think we did. Do we have any other? Oh, we had Undergrowth Champion in green. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good card. We didn't actually. Well, we never cast that until we were already winning anyway. Yeah. Either that's so random. We did pretty good though. Um, I mean, the, the decks wound up working out well. Uh, th- th- that that deck just wound up having the beef we needed. I don't know. It just seemed to it seemed to be good. Like Steven yeah. was just clogging things up like crazy on his side. And then I was able to just you yeah know. my my deck maxed out on like four fours where years like went all the way up to like eight eights so yeah yeah uh, it was fun um, the the notable game um, I don't remember if you remember much about the other games but uh, other than the last round which we can talk about that in a minute but in round two we uh, stole a what turn against breaker a we breaker turned against armies. breaker of armies. Uh, and we basically had we had exact right yeah basically. like plus or minus one I think yeah. they're at like like fourteen and we had fifteen power other than the breaker yeah because we were able to just take all their because they were all totally tapped out I was holding that turn against for a while mm-hmm. I'm glad we waited because we were just like okay they're tapped out they've got like no cards in hand they just played a breaker of armies yeah that was our out and it was uh, it was in their deck <laughs> yeah I was like all right then. I guess we do this. So it's exactly what we did. And uh, we won that match. It was good. Uh, like I said, I don't remember much about all the other matches. Your deck did its thing where you're just building advantage, building advantage until eventually you're able to just over overrun not the card, but just overrun them. I know. We lost our last round. Yeah, that's what In I'm saying. record time. Yeah, so... Um, and my deck just did its thing too, you know. Like the oh, you had a just... Goblin Dark Dwellers. I forgot about that. Goblin Dark Dwellers. Yeah, there we go. We had a lot of rares. Like the one, the round three, our op- round three opponents were like, God, like, 
they like said something about our rares, and I don't usually think of rares as like really making a difference, but we did have like it was just like all rares. Like we had just played nothing but rares like the whole game almost. And it was like, oh yeah, I had an Eily. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The black white card. Yeah, which we never got to use. We never even activated it once. Well, because it usually came down turn two, and then between two opponents, they're going to have removal. Right, right. So, like, um, oh, we played, like, it would be Eile into Drana. I forgot I had Drana as well. Sure. <laughs> yeah, deck was pretty good. Don't I forget about I, Drana. Yeah. Who's also an ally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, your deck was your deck was stupid. And Gruel draws Overseer. I have, like, eight rares in my deck. Yeah. <laughs> So it was a good deck, man. It was a really good deck. Bad. And the green red deck was was totally serviceable, and I was totally happy playing it. And realized after round one, and how many one fours and and two fours and all these things that we were playing against, I was like, oh my god, if I would have played the black red aggro deck that I had was looking at, we would have been miserable. Oh, we gotten wrecked. We would just we would have we would have changed decks after round one. I think. I think so, too, yeah. Although those flyers could have probably got through for a lot of damage. You were really down on those flyers, but I do feel like they could have got through for a lot of damage. That's true. I, um, I think I was down on them because I was thinking about running a couple of the 1-3 flyer for two in white. Yeah. Which I'm just like, well, that just blocks that all day. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Until they cast two uh, color spells in a row. Sure, so one turn they'll get through, like turn five. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, congratulations. Uh-huh, right. Mm-hmm. Round four, we, uh, we, we came face-to-face with the format itself. Yeah. <laughs> because the two-headed giant format in Oath of the Gatewatch, that's the funniest thing, is they're like, we built a set that really, you know, uh, is the best set we've ever designed for two-headed giant. And after round three of being 3-0, and what's the name of the card? Uh, Fall of the Titans. So after round three, we were 3-0. and We're like, well, we haven't played against Fall of the Titans yet. So we're almost guaranteed. I said, I said, there's probably about 100% chance that's what we play against in round four. Those are my words, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, we had this exact discussion. Yeah, I was like, I think there's 100% chance we played against it next round. So we did. We played against it next round, and it killed us. Yeah, there's like 40 minutes left in the round. That is the format. The format is which team opens that card. (laughs) It's really stupid. I don't like it. It's a really good card in that format. Yeah, it's basically like a (laughs) – it's it's fireball times two for the same mana cost, which is not bad. Fireball times four. No, no, no. So it turns out. It's only up to two target, so you can only choose two targets total. Really? Yeah. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. Up I asked a judge. I don't know. Oh, okay. So okay. it's either two creatures or a creature and a player or two players. Didn't matter in our case, but. Okay, because they just targeted us both. Yeah, I mean, they just domed us for 10, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know that it's not four targets, because <laughs> that's obnoxious. Anyway, uh, so so yeah, so we lost to that card. They so, had a catchphrase already for the card. What was it? It said X gonna give it to you. Nice. Yeah. I really respect that. Yeah. I've actually oh. got flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood in my uh, wish list right now on iTunes because uh. it's on sale for seven ninety nine. And like, man, that is the best album to listen to the edited version of. Ever. Like, it is the best edited version album ever. In fact, that's the only way I've ever heard. I've never listened to that album without the edited version. But I'm going to buy an unedited version if I buy it. So, you know how, like, censored versions of albums, usually they'll just have, like, they won't, they don't do beeps anymore, but they just, like, will, you know, mute out the bad words. Mm Mm-mm. Not with this album. This album just doubles down on DMX ad-libs. Okay. Every time there's a censor, it goes, what? What? Like, or some other ad-lib. And it just, like, <laughs> it's, like, the best thing ever. It, it's, it's, it's so obnoxiously abrasive, you know? Like, even more so than DMX is normally. Mm-hmm. Like it's just great. Oh, it's so good. 
But anyway, so that was our two-headed giant, and then uh, we played in the individual uh, sealed as well. Uh, tell me a bit about yours first, because I I actually wound up having to leave after round one, and I didn't even finish round one. I basically conceded to my opponent when we were about to go to time. Uh, so, but anyway, I have my deck built, and I know what uh, like I know how bad I built it. Um, but so anyway, tell me because you actually got to play. Tell me about your deck and uh, and how it, how your experience was. Uh, my deck was. It's like a blue-black control deck, but without any really amazing finishers, which is not a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, yeah, my finishers were Sphinx of the Final Word, which is my promo card, and like Cyclone Sire. Like those are my bombs. And then I was running three counter spells. Both good though. I mean, they're yeah, they're good, but <laughs> one's an uncommon and one's a seven drop. But they're they're good. They're decent. It's just like I, I was only running like ten creatures. And like counter spells, which are kind of like unreliable in sealed. Neat uh, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I had the uh, I can't even remember the two in a blue like exile like uh, the spell must have paid for. Yeah, uh, an overwhelming denial, and which I actually got to surge a couple times. Nice. And a uh, oh the awaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Scatter the wind or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And then I had just a couple of the uh, black awakened spells from uh, Zendikar. The uh... oh my goodness, I don't, I have not ruinous path. No, I wish that'd be nice. <laughs> no, Myers Malice and ah, good, good uh, rising miasma. Nice, dude. So decent. I mean, yeah. So it was like a control deck. And that I sounds just, like a good control deck. I like it. Yeah, just finish them off like a, a dinky 3-3 flyer or an Awakened Land or something like that. Yeah. Uh, the best part was like <laughs> I had Awakened twice onto the same land. It was like a 6-6. Six, six. Yeah. And <laughs> I had a bunch of other creatures that they tried to – they had to uh, – oh, God, what was the name of it? I, I don't know any Battle for – oh, a Planar Outburst. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. That's wow. All land yeah. creatures, dude. Jeez. <laughs> so that it was it was a it was a decent deck, but not like like not overwhelmingly good. Like I was I was running like Ancient Crab and a compa- like a, a comparative analysis and stuff like that. So it was just a straight up blue black control deck. Yeah, no, it's cool though. It's neat that it sounds like there are more tools to enable a deck that's like more of a pure version of that archetype it, and sealed you know yeah, what i mean like it was it was very pure arc. like i was running a probably like actually the card that did the most work was profit of distortion yeah uh, what is that one the blue one two with the void and you can pay three in a colorless to draw a card nice see look see <laughs> and that's the card that you were like why do you like that you know like it's good yeah it was actually i mean in my deck it was really good it was the only like really good target for the removal Mm-hmm. It probably ate the most removal of any creature card in my oh, deck. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, you can't really – Sphinx of the final word can't really eat removal. So No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, like the only time I ever resolved that thing, it was just too late each and every time. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what I found, at least in Sealed – actually, I don't think we could take away that many lessons in sealed because i was i was gonna say i came to the conclusion that you can get a repeatable source of colorless generally each get each like game and in that case and that would lead to you know a bunch of conclusions for the power level of certain cards in the set but then i remembered that the pre-release was four packs of oath and two packs of uh battle is that not how it's going to be in uh I think it's going to be three and three. I can't remember though. I think it usually is three and three. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it must. It must be. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so, that would like then mean that things like profit distortion are very good, and things like even though I never got to play with it, blinding drone are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out this Sunday at Common Ground, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we'll figure it out um, what they actually wind up doing, but 
but yeah, it was a, it was a good deck, and I went three and one. And uh, what did you lose to, and how did you lose? I think I just like mold to five and mold to six, and then it was it felt close, but I lost o two, so I just got run over. I don't I I, I can't actually remember what it was that beat me, but. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't anything. I think it was just like I was on the draw, which made my counter spells terrible. Mm-hmm. And yep. yeah, I just got run over. Yeah, your counter spells, counter spells in this format actually feel very terrible in the draw. Yeah, like in fact, the last round going into game three, when I was going to be on the draw, I decided to a a red white deck. Ha! That's so funny. Yeah, I had uh, I had Linvala and like no like. Like almost literally no other white cards, but like like a bunch of pump spells. But I had a ton of just red cards uh, that were just mediocre, but kind of aggressive. Like I had like three Cinder Helians and just a bunch of other just crap, basically. <laughs> and uh, I just I sided into that since yeah, a lot of the a lot of my deck depended on getting down like a profit distortion or like some like just really crappy two drop, and then just holding up counter magic the rest of the time. But that just doesn't work on the draw. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I signed into yeah white red and and won the last game of the last round. Well, good, good. Go out, go out in style. That's good. Uh, so uh, I, like I said, I didn't get to play my deck much, but I'm kind of glad I didn't. Looking back at it, because my deck kind of sucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there was a great deck in my pool, and I did not see it. So I'm glad we're doing this because I looked through it. And I realized what the deck was now. Um, so here's the deck I wound up playing. Um, I wound up playing a deck that was uh, 13 creatures, which I think is the same amount in the, uh, in the second build that I looked at. My creatures were uh, Blinding Drone, Hedron Crawler, Benthic Infiltrator, Afa Protector, Courier Griffin, Warden of Geometries, Gravity Negator, Two Expedition Raptors, Reality Smasher, Felidar Sovereign, Deep Fathom Skulker, and Deceiver of Form. Because, yes, Deceiver of Form was my promo card. I got another one. Hmm. Um, so that was my de- That was my creature base. And then my spells were Clutch of Currents, Slip Through Space, Warping Whale, Gideon's Reproach, Spatial Contortion, Titan's Presence, Sheer Drop, Seer's Lantern, Royal Retribution. Right? And, uh, you know, the top of that sounds really good, but... This deck was just so this did nothing and it was not good. It was like it was like your control deck but with no action. Like all these little dinky like Benthic Infiltrator is useless without some with, sort of Oh yeah, if you're not processing it's like just yeah, a dead card. It's dead card. It sucks. So like um when I looked through I and and, and I literally had what's the card? I put off a protector in just because I was low on three drops. Yeah, when you're reading your deck, I'm like, that's a lot of one power creatures. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like really, really like impotent deck. Um, so when I was looking through here, uh, here's the stuff that comes out: uh, clutch of currents, slip through space, Titan's presence, blinding drone, Benthic infiltrator, off a protector, gravity negator, deep fathom skulker. So blue comes out. And the three-drop throw-in. And here's what comes in. Two Immobilizer Eldrazi, Valakut Invoker, Valakut Predator, Reckless Bushwhacker, Belligerent Whiptail, Creature Base, added. Uh, Reality Hemorrhage, Searing Light, Boulder Salvo, and a Needle Spire. Doesn't that Mm. sound so much better? Because it's the same amount of creatures. You've got your three-drops in there, no problem. You've got three more removal spells and and then you've actually got ways to like get through like the immobilizer eldrazi's can you know create mini to legitimately falter effects depending on the board state valakut invoker is just great late game valakut predator scales gets bigger um the bushwhacker is really good uh the whiptail is is a solid uh card for this I mean, and, and you, you couple those with, like, because those, th- those creatures on their own don't really sound that great. Oh, oh, and the, oh, and the Hedron Crawler comes out, too. My bad. So, like, th- you know, th- those creatures on their own don't sound great. But when you combine these creatures 
with um, the, the Expedition Raptors and the Felidar Sovereign and all that stuff. Then it starts to feel like a real deck, and it's got like a better curve. Um, it just does more. I don't know. It, it, it feels a lot better. Uh, Needle Spires is a great card and should have been in the deck as well. If only there was a way to, to pump it, though. I, mean, I did have a Brute Force <laughs> if I really wanted to be greedy, but I didn't feel like it needed to be added. Um, so that's the deck that I should have played. Overall, my pool wasn't, like, my my blue, it was just so weird, but I wanted the Devoid cards to work. I don't know what I was thinking, honestly, when I was building that deck. And there was some good removal in black, but I really didn't have any sort of, uh, like, a, and I didn't have a, a strong enough creature base to back it up. And green just sometimes looks like a pile of magic cards. <laughs> oh, I also had Fall of the Titans. That was kind of a finisher. That's a good finisher, even yeah. without yeah, a teammate. Yeah, I was splashing it. It's an instant, which is insane. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so you could do, like, removal spell, Fall of the Titans, and then untap and kill him. So anyway, so I didn't get to play, but one round with my uh, dinky, impotent deck, and... Uh, and then I dropped, so I didn't really get to uh, to suffer through the rounds that I was going to not realize where the better deck was. But I really do feel like the red-white would have been a better deck there. So yeah, so that's basically that's basically my my pre-release. I uh, don't have much to report because I didn't play enough in the second one. <laughs> but um, it was fun. It was a good weekend. Really fun times. So... Uh, we got some prize packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we try to keep our 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 boosters together because uh, we draft on Tuesdays. I draft way more than you do on Tuesdays, and you start coming out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I have a booster, and I did not. I'm not opening it now. I honestly opened it, so I got a pity pack when I dropped from the tournament, and I ripped it open <laughs> when I got home. And just checked the rare and was like, because I didn't get anything valuable. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, come on, give me some sympathy here, but none. I got none. Anyway, uh, so I've got a pack here, and I want to look at it, and uh, let's figure out what our pick one would be. Um, so I'm gonna yes, read these. We're cards. going to break a booster. Let's, let's pick a. Let's pick a pick. Pick a pick that we want to pick. Ready? Sure. Ready to do this? Okay. So we've got. Off a protector. Off protector is a one four vigilance. Boo. Human soldier ally for a white and two. Nah. No. Mighty leap reprint. Y'all know what it does. Nah. Nah. Not for pick one. Consuming sinkhole. Eh. Stop playing that, people. I saw yeah, that was cast against me three times. I saw someone cast it. Again. I was really anyway. Red and three, it's an instant, it's devoid, common, choose one. Exile target land creature or consuming sinkhole deals four damage to target player. This card is so bad. Now, if you, you know, sideboard, fine, great. Maybe. No, it's it's a fine sideboard card. If you see, like, a sheer drop and a clutch of currents, yeah, you bring this in. I don't see any problem with that. Natural state. One green, instant, destroy target, artifact, nope. or enchantment with converted mana cost three or less. No. Uh, what does that kill? Nothing in this format. It doesn't even, like I said, it doesn't kill Retreat to Emeria, so it's useless. Uh, it does kill the uh, the the Surge one blue enchantment. Uh, it does kill Stasis Snare. All right. Um, but these are, you know, it kills some stuff. Uh, it kills uh, Tightening Coils. Okay. So it kills some stuff. But I still don't think it's worth running unless you see, like, two Tightening Coils and a Stasis Snare. Then maybe you bring this in, but I probably would never bring that in. Kozilek's Translator. It's a black and four. Oh, my it's God. A, this card's so oh, no, good. No, no, Hold on. Let me sorry. read it. Sorry. Stop, sorry, stop sorry. jumping me. <clears throat> you're I'm you're jumping me All on right. purpose this All week. Right. Last week, you were jumping me just because the file was screwed up. Kozilek's Translator. One, uh, or it's... Four and a black. It's a three-five. It's an Eldrazi drone. It has Devoid, and then it says, "Pay one life, add colorless one colorless to your mana pool. Activate this ability only once each turn." Interesting. It's fantastic. That's an interesting card. I, I had, like it. I had that in the blue-black control deck. Yeah, 
And so I had that plus like Warden of Geometries and four lands just because someone cast a Consuming Sinkhole in one of my Awakened lands. Um, and just with that and uh, – yeah, I was able to cast like six mana worth of spells across two turns. Nice. Because I, I cast like a three-drop creature on my turn and then during their turn I was able to pay a life and um, cast a removal spell. On their That's awesome. So yeah, I can it, it can produce two mana a turn. Two yeah, two mana a turn cycle. Turn cycle, yeah. yeah. That's nice. Um, elemental uprising, uh, one in a green target land you control becomes a four four elemental creature with haste until end of turn. It's still a land. It must be blocked this turn if able. Um, Tajuru Path Warden is one is four in a green five four vigilance trample elf warrior ally. Expedition Raptor is a 2-2 flying bird. It's 2 white and 3. When it enters the battlefield, support 2. That um, was pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Zada's Commando. It's a 2-1 for a red and 1. Goblin Archer Ally. First Strike. Uh, cohort. Tap it. Tap an untapped ally you control. Zada's Commando deals 1 damage to target opponent. Uh, now we've got Grip of the Royal. Uh, Grip of the Royal is a blue and two. It's an instant. It's an uncommon. It has Surge, one and a blue. Tap target creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Draw a card. I didn't see uh, that cast once. I didn't. I've never seen that card until just now. Um, <laughs> Embodiment of Fury. It's a 4-3 elemental with trample. It's uh, red and three to cast. Land creatures you control have trample. Landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may have target land you control become a 3-3 elemental creature with haste until end of turn. It's still a land. That's the leader in the clubhouse so far. I like that one. Uh, uh, Baloth Null. It's a four black and a green. It's a zombie beast. It's a four five. When it... When it enters the battlefield, return up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. Um, then we've got our rare, which is Eldrazi Obligator. It's a 3-1 for a red and two. It's an Eldrazi. It's devoid. When you cast it, you may pay one and a colorless. If you do, gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature, and it gains haste until end of turn. And this has haste as well. Um, and then we have a foil. It Ooh. is lead by example. One in a green, instant support two. Meh. Um, I'd take the land over that. Um, so uh, I think that the cards that I've pulled aside for uh, past possible pick one are the Kozilex Translator, the uh, Expedition Raptor, uh, the Grip of the Royal, the Embodiment of Fury, and the Eldrazi Obligator. Uh, yeah, I've only got three set aside. What are those? Uh, Baloth Knoll, Kozilex Translator, and Embodiment of Fury. Wow. Uh, Baloth Knoll? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's not to like about it? Well, it's a pick one, and it's black and green. I mean, it's just you're, it's really you're good. really pigeonholing yourself there. And you're putting yourself in green, which is even worse. True. I don't think I would ever put myself in green. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't played enough green in Oath yet. I mean, I don't like it so far, but I, I don't know for sure. And I would I would like to try this out because this card just seems... It, it's a 4-5 that raises dead twice, which normally costs you two mana. So you get four... No, raise dead is only one mana. Uh, it hasn't been in a while. I'm talking about in modern draftable sets. Okay. That's usually a two mana effect. So we're getting double that. So that's four mana worth the stat, uh, worth of effect in terms of double raise dead. Well, if, if you look at dutiful return, that was four mana. And what did that do? Did two creatures, right? Yeah, so that's four mana, I'm saying. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Du- so double raise dead normally costs you four mana right now. And uh, you get to pay two extra and get a four five attached to it. Yeah, you pay, you pay black and a green for a four five. And then you'd also pay, pay four colorless to return two creatures to your hand, probably. So that makes yeah, sense. and it saves you a card. You get all that onto one card, so that's, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of value. 
But you're committing to two colors in pick one, which I don't like. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm just saying you're getting a lot of that. I mean, it's just a really good card, even given the fact that you have to go into two colors. I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's not an I would never pick a multicolored card pack, uh, pick one. Uh, but yeah, that does weigh on it as a pick one for sure. But I, I, I'd still have it set aside because it's I, like just directly. It's way more powerful than Coslex Translator. I'm looking at because we got Coslex Translator, Devoid, Pay a Life, Add Colossal Mana Pool. Activate the only once each turn. And other than the Bailoth Null, that's the only black card in the entire pack. Hmm. Expedition Raptor has. Mighty Leap, Off Protector are not getting picked early, no. so so you're you're pretty safe picking Expedition Raptor. Uh, Grip of the Royal is the only blue card in the pack. So if you take Grip of the Royal, you've cut blue and pa- <laughs> and pick one. Congratulations. Well, I, I mean, I think it's a good card, though. I mean, you know, I I think it's I think it's okay. It replaces itself. Um, I would be bummed if that was my first pick. I wouldn't be too bummed. I, my, I have a little bit of a problem with picking one of these red cards first, even though I think that the two red cards are clearly superior. I don't like fighting. I don't like fighting with people over crap. If I take Embodiment of Fury and I pass the rest of these cards, I'd say that somebody's probably going to take the Obligator or the Translator. But the Obligator's going to go in the first three to four picks, no question. Agreed? Yeah, sure. And I think it's a strong enough red card where... It would make me want to play red, so I don't know. So I'm really, I'm really, I, I try. I've been trying more and more, and I, and almost maybe almost to a fault, but it's because I did so little of this before when I drafted. Is I've been really trying to focus on what am I passing, what am I giving up, what am I putting other people in, so so that I draft my seat correctly and and draft the deck that's being made available to me, rather than. You know the deck that I'm like trying to force. Sure, it almost never works out. So you know I feel like taking an Expedition Raptor, which I, it's a card I really like, sets me up for like blue white flyers pretty easily. No other no other white card is getting picked super early in this pack, so that kind of clears the way for me. If I especially if I can keep seeing those cards, Translator's great, a source of colorless mana. Mm-hmm early on that doesn't force you to play wastes or doesn't even care that you get colorless cards. Yeah. It's, you know? it's just ramp for a body that you'd normally pay that much for anyway. Right. Exactly. So, so I like that a lot. Um, I feel like if you take the embodiment of fury or the Eldrazi obligator, you're passing a really good red card. And I just don't love that. So what's your pick? I think that I'm going to take the translator. Okay. What are you taking? Uh, I'm going to take the Embodiment of Fury. Okay. Uh, I think it's just, I mean, it's already a 4-3 trample for 4, which is almost overcosted as is. And then yeah. every land drop creates a 3-3 trampler with haste. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's about as good a finisher as you could get in an aggro deck. And I like to draft aggro decks. And yeah. I pay attention to what I pass, but I don't think the Obligator's on a level that, I'm really going to get a fight over it. Um, I think that's more like it's a really great card and like constructed in terms of like how efficiently costed it is. But like three one haste are just decent in limited. They're not like amazing, but like whereas in constructed, that's a really good effect that you'd pay for. And the other thing is that it's not really a red card. It's secretly a multicolored card because <laughs> like that's how difficult wastes are to get and to splash for. I've, I've realized after playing on Sunday. Uh, so, yeah. so it's not necessarily a straight up red card. So it's not as much of a fight as it appears at first blush. And, okay, that makes sense. And, and I think the obligator. I think we're being blinded by because I think it's like clearly the best card in this pack for constructed purposes. But for limited purposes, it's not nearly as good. Well, steal a creature is traditionally very good in limited. It's good, but it's like you don't want to. You like you're not like oh I'll take as many act treasons as I can get. You know, like I mean, you, you, it's you true. Um, whereas in in standard, that could be a really powerful effect because your deck can be designed to be so linear that that'll end the game on the spot, whereas that's much less likely to be the case in limited. Right. Um, so I, I see it as less good here in limited than we would be led to believe it is just because of how good it is. I think it's going to be, at least in standard. 
and the fact that the, that effect is putting you into kind of quasi multiple well no in practice multiple colors because uh the waste mana is about as hard a splash as if as if it were like a Bailoff Null. And in fact, I think Bailoff Null in Limited is better than Eldrazi Obligator. Really? Yeah. I think that effect's just better. Like a 3-1, you know, 4-5, just it affects the board more than a 3-1 for haste, 3-1 haste. And in terms of value, if it doesn't kill you on the spot, I'd rather have draw two more creature cards in Limited. That's just, that's just a better effect, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, given that it is two colors, I'll take the Embodiment of Fury. I think that's a good pick. And and I think that, like, I had to play against it, and it was ridiculously tough. So, yeah, you might, you might, your your pick might be right. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll find out. I haven't drafted yet, so. Yeah, I, I actually agree with your pick more than my own. I was in, I was under pressure. Sure. That's what a draft it's, is, man. Yeah, it's pressure, man. And uh, I like Embodiment of Fury. Embodiment of Fury just is an objectively powerful card. And is 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 powerful in like an unfair way. Yeah, and I think that that's like really important. The fact that you can, you know, pay four mana. You can pay four mana, or basically you can pay five mana when you play this for a three three trample haste. Yeah, and with that, that leaves behind a four three. Yeah, that can that, that can make a three three trample haste <laughs> next turn. Yeah, yeah. And God forbid you have an evolving wilds or something. Oh man, you know which you know. Okay, so here's something that like I want to talk about uh, something that I haven't seen anyone do, but I'm, I'm like that. Every one of you should be doing. You have awakened lands, right? You have a land that's got three counters on it. It's a three three, right? And then you have something like embodiment of fury. You need to be turning those three three lands into six sixes because your creatures, land creatures from um, Awaken, are zero zero elementals. Mm-hmm. So you can use this card and turn them into six sixes. Yeah, if they if they have counters, it- because you're changing the base power and toughness, the counters stay on. It's not like. Oh, I just wasted that because I turned a 3-3 into a 3-3. Because you don't. Nope. You turn a 3-3 into a 6-6. Yeah, I saw that a lot in Battle for Zendikar, where people, I guess, didn't realize you could awaken onto the same land and just make it bigger. Right, right. But yeah, but this is, I mean, this is different, though, because it's not awaken. No. You know, but this is, like, actually, like, almost, like, pumping your, uh, your awakened lands, which is nice. Yeah, it's interesting. Something to think about that, like maybe you don't think about because you just see three counters on your land. You think I, you know, the shortcut in your head is I have a three-three land because you don't. You have a zero-zero land with three counters on it. So that's that's my that's my hot take. Nice, <laughs> serving them up. Cool. Get them while they're hot. Now uh, I gotta say, and this is a sneak preview for next week. Uh, my favorite zombie token that we got to use uh, this weekend was. Uh, is a zombie token of Skeleton with a Burning Cigarette by Vincent Van Gogh. I actually have um, a t-shirt with that image on it. Do you really? Yeah. Got that it is the, so cool. Got it at the Vincent Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. That's amazing. Yep. Next week, we're going to have Josh Kraus on the show. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but we are. We're going to have him on the show with us next week uh, for the whole episode. Um he is the founder of Original Magic Art. I think it's actually just OriginalMagicArt.com, um, where it's actually a marketplace for people to sell um, original like magic art pieces. Um, and it's and it's like a it's a community, and it's really an, in, an awesome concept. Uh, but he's also doing these tokens, um, and he's starting a Kickstarter for them on February second. Uh, the tokens are. Uh, tokens that use uh classic art on on the tokens instead of like magic themed art um the website is classicarttokens.com and um that takes you right to the kickstarter uh where you can donate and and, uh we'll have more next week to really uh break down uh all the details on that and uh, what he's going for and why he started this and and the, the talk about original magic art Dot com as well because ah that site is 
it's just like a really, really cool resource. And one of those things that like kind of blows my mind that, uh, it didn't exist prior. You know what I mean? Like kind of like really nobody ever thought to like get artists all in one place. So we'll t- we're going to talk to him next week. We'll have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, like, so basically they're trying to, there's like one of the things on this website, I'm just looking at it right now, uh, is the alpha art project. Um, there were, it's a project where they're trying to track down all the original illustrations from alpha. Hmm. Isn't that cool? Like, it's not about, like, getting them all in one place, but it's about finding, like, tracking them all and figuring out where every single one of them is. It's really cool, right? Oh, yeah, it's sweet. Uh, they got, yeah, it, it's just awesome. We'll, we'll let him talk about it. He'll be able to get to talk about his website way better than, than I can. Uh, so that's going to be, next week is, uh, that's going to be the main focus of the show. I'm not sure, like, what else we're going to talk about. I mean, we're going to be playing in a... Uh, PP, or it's a GPT slash IQ, and it's sealed, so we'll have a little more sealed stuff to talk about as well. Um, but mostly, we're going to focus on uh, on his deal and 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 talk to Josh and you know find out all about that. Awesome. So yeah, so next week, you know what we're doing. So uh, see us then. Uh, until then, we are YoMTG Taps. Stop bitching, start a brewing. Yeah, yeah, we're on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, the album's already done Yeah, yeah, collect the funds Before we do these shows Gotta go on a press run Yeah, yeah, we're on to the next one Yeah, yeah, the album's already done Yeah, yeah, collect the funds Before we do these shows Gotta go on a press run Yo, the rhyme pays more eyes Once I rhyme through the doors Yo MTG Taps is available every Friday On LegitMTG.com I want my mtg.com, mtgcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Brainlink, Telegraph, and via Passenger Pigeon at pigeoncast.com. Questions, comments, or free sticker requests that I will hopefully one day get around to can be sent to yomtgtaps at gmail.com. The intro music is the song Press Run by the amazing Baltimore MC You'll Never Know and is produced by W. Additional background music produced by Logic Marsalis. Purchase all of their music at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. That's magnetic with a K. Seriously, purchase all of their music. Find us on Twitter and Facebook to guarantee infinite happiness forever. Finally, make sure to check out my weekly limited stream, Head Games with Big Head Joe, every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash legitmtg. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.